Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Education Technology Podcast. Now, we are coming to you in some very strange and unusual times. I don't think the world has seen anything like this since probably the the 1918 Spanish flu. Everyone's doing everything from home. Kids are learning from home. Teachers are teaching from uh, a distance, and we're all trying to find ways through it. And as part of that, we are podcasting from home. So our guest today is... Chris Buswell. Chris is the higher order thinking coach, teacher and STEM coordinator at Mountain Creek High School in Queensland. Chris, welcome to the program. Thank you, mate. Now, I believe that you are one of 12 teachers that has recently received a $45,000 fellowship from the Commonwealth Bank of Australia alongside Schools Plus uh, for some interesting work that you've been doing around virtual reality and STEM. Yes, yeah, very honoured to receive the fellowship and, and be a part of, um, you know, 12 fellows this year, but also the uh, other fellows from previous years. Um, big thank you to ComBank and School Plus for the award. Um, the, the, main, the main project that we're involved in um, is called Keeping It Local, and it's a collaboration that I've developed with our local university, the University of the Sunshine Coast, um, which is relatively new, um, and the idea was to really um, engage our students in the local university. We, we had a brain drain here on the Sunshine Coast, and students were leaving to go to Brizzy. Um, so developed a partnership where we could um, improve our local intellectual capital and keep it on the coast by exposing them to, to VR resources at the university. Fantastic. Now, this isn't your first rodeo. I believe in 2019 you were named Teacher of the Year at Queensland Showcase Awards for Excellence. Um, so you've obviously been doing some outstanding stuff for a little while now. Can you, you tell me a little bit about the, the catalyst behind this project and what it actually involves? Um, well, as a chemistry teacher, um, I've, I've been teaching organic chemistry for many years and and what I've noticed is that um, there's a real gap between trying to cognitively picture something that relies on you know, shape and geometry for students. Um, I like to, to think of a metaphor of picturing an apple and if all your podcast members could picture an apple right now, many people are going to uh, picture that apple differently, you know, red, green, maybe a leaf. Um, maybe some people are thinking of an iPhone right now. Um, and so what the VR project does that we've created is we, we create a resource where everyone gets to see the same apple. You know, so I go from teaching something two-dimensional on a board to then exposing students to something that um, is in a, in a space. It's been developed for the cave, uh, too, at the University of Sunshine Coast, which is a you know, $37 million resource. And there's only four in the world. Um, and our students are very lucky and they have access. And... You know, they could be um, some of the only high school students in the world that have access to something like this. Um, and the idea is they walk into a 320-degree immersive space. They wear 3D, 3D goggles. And um, basically, we've developed a resource that steps them through building atoms to then actual chemical reactions, um, animations, and they're projected into the space in front of them. So, um, you know, some of these animations would be one or two metres wide in the space that they're actually seeing. 
and and through that we get um, you know that whole whole idea of engagement to start, but then also that real cognitive understanding of what we're trying to teach. Wow, that sounds amazing. Where was this sort of stuff when I was in school? <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because I, I remember being a young fellow in Perth and um, experiencing VR for the first time, and then it just kind of went away for for many years. And, and it's really good to see that there's there's such a resurgence in this industry, and it's um, oh, it's a massive growth industry. And you know, there's lots of predictions about how it'll it'll grow and expand, especially with this real shift that we're going through at the moment into the remote learning online space. Well, Chris, you and I have obviously come from very different generations because when I was in school, <laughs> you, uh, in fact, this wasn't until high school. If you wanted to play a computer game, you had to stick a cassette into the cassette drive on your Commodore 64 and wait for 20 th- minutes for the thing to load. And then 19 <laughs> minutes into it, you'd get a syntax error and the whole thing would crash and you'd have to start again. So <laughs> virtual reality was not something on the scope when I was in school. But, hey, it's good that it was for you because obviously this has led you down the uh, the path of doing some of this interesting stuff. Oh, yeah, no, it certainly wasn't, wasn't it, uh, at school back then. Um, you know, something I experienced um, just going into the city when they first brought out the technology. So I'm in my late 30s. So, yeah, it's um it's really interesting to see how quickly this technology is, is becoming commonplace, um, not just in schools, like the majority of schools that I know are actually integrating this into their pedagogy now, but, but also in, in homes of students. And yep. really that, that's the next phase of this project is to, to take the technology that's, that's accessible in the cave at, at USC and bring it into the, the classroom and homes of students. And that's, I think, where we're really going to get the, um, the improvements in learning. Yeah, because I was going to say, that's my next question. It's, it's one thing for students to be able to have access to a, you know, 320 degree panoramic 3D environment at a university. But as you've already pointed out, very few schools will ever have access to that level of technology, at least not in the short term. So how does this translate to normal schools? How can other schools or how are you hoping that other schools will be able to use this moving forward? Yeah, um, well, there's sort of two parts to the process going forward for us. Um, the first thing, we've now sort of got a prototype and we've got to migrate uh, the resource for Cave onto a VR headset, but it's a very simple version at this stage. Uh, what we plan to do is to um, to sharpen it up for that VR headset. Uh, we're sort of aiming at using the Oculus at this stage um, and, and then gamifying it, so making sure that it can be a resource that, um, can be self-guided. Um, at, at this stage, it requires a teacher to guide through it. Um, and then the second part of it is as a research project. Um, what we really need to do is to um, to improve on the research out there to show that this this type of learning, this type of resource, is um, highly beneficial for learning. Um, in in terms of moving forward, um, yeah, schools are, are are migrating towards this sort of resource. Um, you know, schools might have one or two headsets. Um, our school uh, has a whole class set. Um, it really, it really just depends on on the school. But what we hope to do is to um, to uh, through the Commonwealth Bank Schools Plus uh, grant that I've got. Um, so I have twenty five thousand dollars to to go towards a strategic project. I hope to purchase a, a set of headsets, um, and I will loan that out as a resource initially to schools to trial out the, the headset 
trial out the chemistry resource for their class and we can use that to collect data. So the idea is that we'll um, pre and post test students after they've used the resource and, and see what, what growth we're getting learning. Okay. So with regard to the actual headsets and the way that the students are learning, I mean, why this particular format? Have you found that the virtual reality side of things has increased student engagement? Because for a long time, you know, I remember going to the last couple of Edutechs and everyone was like, oh, wow, virtual reality, it's so wonderful, it's going to be the next great thing. And it turned into almost this Monty Python-esque machine that stood in the corner and went bing. And everyone thought it was great, but no one really knew what to actually do with it. Um, so, you know, why have you chosen virtual reality? Um, well, we had we had a couple of choices. Um we could have moved it to a phone resource um, and used Google Glass, for example, sorry, um, like Google Cardboard um, to project the resource. But um, the space is moving so quickly and we really need to be progressive. Um, I, I know more than anyone that, that VR um, can be used wrong in the classroom. It can be used just as an engagement tool. Um, and then there's sort of a static uh, pro- approach to learning after that. So. What, what we really needed to do is we needed to protect the integrity of what we've built in the cave and the VR headsets give us that ability, um, but then also um, provide a, a process through learning and the pedagogy that surrounds it. So there's going to be a, a whole package that goes with utilising that resource. Um, you know, I've, I've had students go through the cave over three years and and every time I've, I've done it differently, it, it requires um, interaction and engagement. And so as a part of building the, the, the VR resource, we're going to integrate um, interactions with the student and the resource into the program. Sure. Something I'm fascinated by, though, uh, and I don't know if you can sort of answer this, but when you put students into these sort of, let's call them supercharged learning environments where they're just so hyper-stimulated because they've got amazing things going on with virtual reality and, you know, 320-degree panoramic learning environments and things like that, what happens when you put them back into a normal classroom? Well, the, the aim is that you've actually you've created a memory, um, and that's what I've found, uh, both quantitative and qualitative so far, um, what, what we're doing is we're, we're creating emotion around the learning. Um, and if we can create that story, that schema that students will store, what they'll do is they'll go back into the classroom and that picture will remain um, of that three-dimensional animation, for example, of, of a complex reaction. And so that when I go and teach it back in the classroom, they're, they're linking that information with, with the two-dimensional view on the whiteboard, for example, with what they've already learned. Yep. Okay. And are you finding that what you're doing is actually increasing student engagement in a discernible and measurable way? Um, yeah. So so far, we've we've done a school-based preliminary study, and we, we've observed a statistical significant effect on learning for students. Uh, there's there's certain concepts that I teach um, as a part of the international baccalaureate, baccalaureate program that are that are just really tough for students to understand. Um, and, and in particular, those concepts have had massive success in terms of overall achievement. Um, uh, for, for the chemistry teachers out there, talking about nucleophilic substitution reactions, which are highly geometrical and, and students require 
that that knowledge of space, spatial awareness to be able to understand them. Okay, excellent. And so, you when do you think you're going to start having you know the ability to start lending out things like headsets to schools? And I mean, it's one thing to be able to lend them a headset, but what instruction comes with that? Because a lot of schools are going to sort of think, well, okay, that sounds hard. How do I do this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a process of educating, um, building a really uh, robust program that goes with uh, you know the, the sharing of the resource. Um, it starts in our local region. So, so I've got five schools in our local region that are willing to come on board um, as a as a preliminary prototype program, and and we're going to gain a lot of feedback from how that works and how the teachers engage with it. I think. The real important thing is to make sure that, that teachers are trained in the resource, they're comfortable with it, they understand why it's so important. Um, and if we can get through that barrier, I find that um, you know rolling out the program shouldn't be shouldn't be too difficult. I mean, we've done uh, you know collaborations with schools coming into the cave already, trained up teachers to use it, and it's been really effective. So we're hoping to just model that same process as a part of uh, the progression down the track okay and i imagine the the loaning of the headsets and things like that so that other schools can do this is will that be available australia wide or is that only available to people in queensland or what's your goal there oh absolutely it's early days in the project um my goal is to to get this running across queensland further progressing across australia i mean I'd, I'd love to be able to improve the, the chemistry outcomes of every student that, that could access it. So, you know, as I said, early days, you know, we'll, we'll develop the program and, and learn from each step and, and go through feedback. We've got a, a really solid team of people. Um, so I've got uh, succession teachers um, at Mountain Creek, but I've also got a team of people at, at the USC that is helping us um, with the research component, the statistical analysis, uh, the, the chemistry that goes with it. So, um, you know, our team will develop the resources as we go and, um, you know, the process of how we actually engage with schools and how we engage with students, I'm sure, will, will evolve over time. Okay. And what other areas of education do you see this kind of technology that you're pioneering being able to sort of move into? I, I imagine if you can do it with chemistry, you can do it with a range of other things as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah, we, we could move to, to basically any subject, I believe. Any, And it's not just something that requires that, that three-dimensional um, perspective. It, it's something that engages students. It, as I said, it, it's, it's critical for creating memories um, in, in learning. And, and as we move into this new space, this transition that we're going through at the moment, um, I believe it's going to become absolutely more relevant for, for learning and and, um, you know, filling that, that void if we don't have face-to-face contact with teachers. Okay. So what's the next step for anyone that wants to get involved and in maybe get in contact with you? Oh, if, if I'd love to hear from anyone that's interested in, in being part of the project as we roll it out. Um, I can be contacted by email. Can I, can I share my yeah, email Yeah, sure. Here? Go for it. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. So my email is cbusw3 at eq.edu.au. Um, so flick me an email at any point. Um, contact me on LinkedIn. You should be able to find me. So just search Chris Bussler um, and you can look at some of the work and the projects that we've done. I'm more than happy to, to share 
um, resources with schools as they develop. My, my aim is to make this freely available. Um, I don't want to monetize it. That's not the plan. Uh, we've developed a, an agreement with the, um, the university to say that I have worldwide exclusive rights to, to do whatever I want with this. So, um, it, you know, the next steps is just about getting people on board engaged, um, really keen to, to utilize the resource and then to help us with the research. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, if you are looking for Chris, uh, it's Chris, C-H-R-I-S, Buswell, B-U-S-W-E-L-L, at Mountain Creek State uh, Mountain Creek State High School. And, and Chris, how are you guys coping with the whole COVID-19 thing at the moment? And, and, you know, is this a resource that can be done remotely? Um, yeah, yeah, we're, we're coping really well. Um, you know, it's an interesting kind of tipping point in society at the moment. Um, you know, some say it's a bit of a paradox. It's come to the 20 years too late, um, but at the same time for a lot of people, 10 years too early. But, um, you know, our school in particular, I think we've really risen to the challenge. There's, um, we've already got a really robust um, system of online learning that's established and, and students will, will migrate. Um, you know, there, there's going to be the, the challenges um, coming forward, you know, uh, we'll, ha- we'll have students that will be motivated. They'll make progress. They'll change their routines. But we've also got to make sure that we cater for those students that will potentially be, you know, disengaged with the process. Um, the big challenge, I think, moving forward is is making sure that we can um, ensure that we're getting feedback on learning, that we're that we're tracking students and their progress. Um, so that's that's our real key uh, key focus at the moment. I think. Yeah. And so are you leaning heavily on some sort of learning management system to do that or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we use a, a Moodle platform, uh, but we're also integrating. Um, so we've got a OneNote. So we use Class OneNote a lot to really collate all, all our learning as a collaborative space. Um, we have ClickView, so we're creating interactive uh, videos through ClickView. Uh, but there's a range of different sources that, student, uh, that students are already utilising as a part of the learning process. Um, you know, so interactive quizzes, quizzes, cahoots. Um, and we've got, obviously, access through uh, Education Queensland to Microsoft products. So, you know, a lot of those tools are really, um, really useful for the, the online remote space. Yeah. Okay. Look, Chris, it all sounds very fascinating. Uh, Thank you very much for your time today. Hopefully teachers can get in contact with you and take advantage of everything that you've been working so hard to create. And good luck with it all in the changing environment. Hopefully we uh, come out the other side of this with some really cool education technology outcomes. Yeah, thank you very much for having having me today. Uh, Once again, if anyone wants to contact me, send me an email and, um, yeah, all the best for this new world and, and adapting and, and making sure that, uh, yeah, you, your students continue to learn. That's what we're, we're here for, inspiring a love and learning. Absolutely. Chris, thank you again for your time and uh, we look forward to catching up with you next time. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.